0: hello church we're sending you virtual hugs to you praying y'all are safe and healthy this isolation could make us really feel sad and even some might even get really depressed and it might feel like you're even alone it might even feel like you're walking through a valley of shadows scary etc but let's remember and rejoice in this truth. One of the beauties about shadows is in order to have a shadow, there must be light. And if we're walking with Jesus, he is our light. And the shadow can never hurt us, ever. So we just want to sing together this morning, worship. Don't lose hope. Sing these songs with all the gusto you can Muster up in the presence of your home, in uh, whoever you're with. Don't be shy. You're not alone. We're in this together.
1: Father, we come before you today at this time, the season of life, Lord, that seems that things are somewhat upside down for us. Some of us are isolated. We're out of the normal pattern of our life. Father, there are a lot of unknowns to us and questions that are on the horizon so, Father, we ask that you just help us at this time, this moment, to receive a word of encouragement, a word of hope. Father, would you bless uh, this time that we may hear from you, and apply your truths to our life as we go through this season. We say this for your glory, for your honor, in Christ's name, amen. If you have your Bibles, so you'd like to turn... And follow along with me. We're going to the book of Psalms, chapter 23. There's an old Arab proverb that says, All sunshine and no rain makes the desert. Life is a mixture of good times and bad times, ups and downs, highs and lows. There are mountains and valleys. And today I want to look at the theme of the God of my valleys. Even in our darkest day, God says, I'm there, and I'm there with you, and I am for you. Let's read Psalms chapter 23, verses 1 through 4. Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And That means, as we talked about last week, I will lack nothing. A good shepherd provides all the needs for the sheep in his care. We go on. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David wrote, even though I walk, through the valley of the shadow of death. There's actually a, a canyon in Israel called the valley of the shadows of death. It lies east of Jerusalem. And the interesting thing about this valley, if we were to take a trip there and go there today, we would walk out of Jerusalem, and immediately as we walk through the valley of the Shadow, we would see on both sides of the valley covered with tombs. If you were standing at the bottom of this valley, you would be standing among a huge graveyard. Now, no doubt, David had been through this valley many times. Some parts of this valley are very narrow at the bottom. and The sides can reach up to about 800 feet. So most of the time, the valley is in a shadow, with the exception when the sun is directly above. David said this, he said, though I walk through this valley, that is a graveyard, this valley, this valley that is absent of the sunlight and it remains in the shadows, this valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid for God is with me. About 2,900 years ago, there was a king in Israel. His name was Ahab the Syrian army decided they were going to fight with King Ahab and overtake Israel. So the king of Syria lined up 32 nations to come against Israel. They came against Israel, and God miraculously gave Israel victory and soundly defeated the king of Syria and his 32 allies. The following year, the Syrians decided they were going to try it again. They were going to come back and try to take over Israel. But in reviewing the previous battle from a year earlier, all the Syrian generals came up with a different plan. In 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 23, it tells us, the Syrian military advisors went to their king and explained, Israel's God are the gods of the hills. And the last time we fought them, which would have been a year ago when they lost, We fought them in the hills, and that's why they defeated us. Of course, this is their rationale. But if we fight them in the valleys where they are weak, we will defeat them there. They changed plans that instead of fighting Israel up in the hills, we're going to fight them on flat ground where we can easily outnumber them. Their God's protected in the hills, but we'll beat them in the valleys. And so they adjusted their plan. They brought a huge army back to Israel. And the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 27, the Syrian forces covered the whole countryside, but the Israelites looked like two little flocks of goats. You see, the Syrians had made uh, maybe 100,000 troops coming against Israel. Israel at that time, at the most, maybe had about 7,000. So it looked like the odds are stacked against Israel. That it's all over for King Ahab and his army. That there is no hope. But that's not the end of the story. It looked like all hope had been lost for Israel. But we read in 1 Kings in the next verse of chapter 20, verse 28, it says this, it says, God says this, because the Syrians think that I am the God of the hills, and that I'm not that I and not that I am the God of the valleys, I'm going to give you victory over this huge army, so everyone will know that I am the Lord. Did you get the big truth here? Listen, God is not just your mountaintop experience, God. He's the God of the valleys too. God said, I am the God of the valleys. I'm the God of the good times in your life. And I'm not just the God of the happy times in your life. I'm also a God, uh, uh, I'm not just a God when when everything's going smooth. I'm the God of the valleys as well. God is saying, I'm the God of Sundays as well as the God of Monday mornings the God in times of health and sickness. I'm in the God in times of wealth and poverty. I'm the God of days that are really good and, and the times that are really bad. I'm the God at weddings. I'm the God at times of divorce. I'm the God in the moment of birth and in the moment of death. God is with you at the top of your game. And he is the God when you feel like you've lost all. Our good shepherd is the God of the mountain as well as the God of the valleys. We've all walked through the valleys of life. And perhaps you're in a valley right now. Or perhaps you're getting ready to enter into a dark valley. You know, the the word valley in the Bible, of course, it means a literal, a physical place when you interpret the word valley. But it's also a, a metaphor for difficult times. Valleys are a symbol of uh, uh, those times that uh, are rough times, are difficult times for us. And God is saying, I'm not just the God of the mountaintops, the peak experiences in your life. I'm the God of the valleys, the times of darkness, the times of despair, the times of defeat, the times of discouragement. And when you're on a mountaintop, the view is beautiful. It's awe-inspiring. Recently, I drove my son-in-law up on a mountain ridge where the road is literally goes along the crest of the mountain. In the distance, we could see the Pacific Ocean. And on the other side, we could see a great valley with other mountains in the distance. There was homes built right on this crest where they had this fabulous view of both the valleys. And we both imagined what it'd be like to live in one of those houses. The point is that most of us don't live on the mountaintop. We live in a valley. We're frequent travelers of valleys. Most of the time, we travel in valleys. This is like life. We are either going into a valley or we're coming out of a valley. The question is what kind of valley are we in? Maybe you're in a relationship that's gone bad, valley. Maybe you're in a financial valley. Maybe. You are getting ready to go into a valley that's very hard and difficult because of the COVID-19, or one of your loved ones. That will be a valley we will have to walk through. I want to give you a couple thoughts about the valleys as we go through our life and as we face these valleys. Let me give you these things to help you. First of all, valleys are predictable for life. And just like the sun is part of our lives, just like the nighttime is part of our lives, so are the valleys. They're normal part of life. We shouldn't be shocked or surprised when we go through a valley. We, we don't live all of our lives on mountaintops. You know, do you ever think about this? People who actually live on top of a mountain, on top of a mountain with that gorgeous, beautiful view, they also experience valleys in life like everyone else. There are times we get discouraged. We will be disappointed. We will face depression or we'll experience defeat. This is life. Our path in life is like a hiking trail. As we go along that trail, there are ups and there are downs. God's plan for your life actually contains both hills and valleys. That's part of our journey. In Deuteronomy 11:11, 11, 11, God said to Israel, as they were just leaving Egypt and they're going in the promised land, and it says to, to Israel, the promised land you're about to enter is a land of hills and valleys. Now, get this. This means that even when you're in the center of God's will, valleys are part of the plan. You can be doing everything right, and yet you'll experience a valley. You'll be in the promised land, and it's not at all a mountaintop. And when you go through the valley of life, that's part of God's plan for your life. The promised land includes hills and valleys. And Peter said this in his great book, 1 Peter 4.12, says, Don't be surprised when you're tested or by troubles or painful suffering as if something unusual is happening to you. Don't be shocked. They are part of life. No one goes through life without valleys. Listen, even the ones who are the closest to God experience valleys. Psalms thirty-four nineteen says "As The good man does not escape all troubles. He has them too. But the Lord helps him and each and every one. A lot of people might say, I got problems in my life. God's punishing me. And we say, no, God's not punishing. It's just part of being part of the human race. You're in a world that is broken and has fallen. So we'll have problems. Nobody's immune. Nobody's insulated from pain. Nobody's isolated from sorrow. We all go through life with problems. You don't say, why me? You say, why not me? I'm alive. You have problems in your life, not because you're a bad human. You have problems in your life because you're human. Even the promised land had hills and valleys. These are the children of God. So don't be surprised by troubles as if something unusual is happening to you. Valleys are part of life. The second thing I want you to know about valleys, valleys are unpredictable. Now, we wish we could predict valleys, and we could avoid them and plan for them or detour around them. Who knew that we'd ever face a time as such as this? If we knew that there would be a a toilet paper shortage, we would have all stocked up on toilet paper. Who would have guessed, estimated, of the things that we're experiencing today. quarantining in our homes, isolated, not meeting for a church service. You can't plan for valleys in life. You can't time them. These problems typically keep you or catch you off guard. They come unexpectedly. Usually they come at the worst time, the one time that it's inconvenient. You're unprepared. It's like being late for an appointment and you get that flat tire or you got to stop and get gas. They're inconvenient. One phone call can turn your world upside down. A visit to the doctor. A meeting with your boss. A note from a loved one. And your world is instantly plunged into a valley. Listen, we don't know what will happen next week or next year, but what is predictable is that in life, we will go through unexpected valleys. There are times we'll be blindsided and we'll wonder where did that come from? I wasn't expecting that outcome. This isn't what I had planned. Valleys are predictable for life, and valleys are unpredictable in life. Let me leave you with some reminders of what we need to know when we are in a valley. These would be good to write down. Number one, never ever forget, you're not alone in the valley. God is with you. This is important to know. And not to discover before you go through the valley, but to know uh, uh, it's important for you to know not just when you're in the valley, but before you go into the valley, that God is with you. You're not alone. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not be afraid, for God is with me. When we have God in our life, he goes with us through everything we go through. We have God in our lives. We are never, ever alone. My friend, I'm not talking about the concept of God or some impersonal force. I'm talking about a, a living being, a personal God who loves you, who walks with you. He is there for you. A God who sent his son into the darkest valley this world has ever known to be our savior from the bondage of sin this God, this personal God who loves you. The valley that we go through, they're temporary. You don't stay in the valley. You walk through it. You're not going to live your entire life in the valley. You're going to walk through it. It's just temporary. And that's important. He says, you're not alone. You're not going to walk through it alone. God is with you in the valley. God is the God of the valleys. And I don't know what valley you're going through, but here's the antidote in Psalm 73, 28. As for me, God's presence is all I need. As for me, God's presence is all I need. I've made the sovereign Lord my shelter. If God is the sovereign Lord of your life, he is your shelter. I don't have anything else. As for me, God's presence is all I need. Remember, you're not alone in the valley. So I think of our present conditional life. I think one of the f- worst things that is happening with those who are dying with this virus is that they have to be isolated from their friends and their loved ones. And they have to take those last breaths all alone as they go out into eternity. And my friend, if you have God, no matter where you go, what happens to you in life, God is going to be there with you. And there may be nobody around your bedside, but God's there. You, you may have a loved one that's isolated all along. Listen, if they know God, they have a hope that's beyond this life. God is with them. That's wonderful, and that's powerful and great news for us. Second thing I want you to know, when you're in the valley, remember, that God has a good purpose for the valley. These seasons, this, excuse me, this season of difficulties that we're facing with this virus, God is doing a great work. There's a good purpose for this valley, and He promises that good will come out of it. Paul wrote in Romans 5, begin verse 3, he says, We can even rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And that kind of hope does not disappoint us. There are a lot of kinds of hope in this world. There's false hope. This kind of hope does not disappoint us because God has poured his love into our hearts see, God is building character when you're going through that valley. Good things are happening in you and through you. And for those around us, God has a great purpose for what we go through. Never forget that what we go through, God has a good purpose for it as he is the good, good father. Knowing this one truth that God has a good purpose for the valley that I may be experienced helps me to go through the valley. And as I journey through the valley, I look for God's purpose, for, good, for God's good purpose. Hosea chapter 2 says this in the New Living Translation. says, I will transform the valley of trouble into the gateway of hope. God reverses that, brings goodness out of that which is bad. I remember many years ago, when I was hiking through the Cascade Mountains. We were going through this valley, and it was a very dark valley. Was, there was a lot of moss, damp, kind of cold, dreary. As we were coming up out of the valley, we turned a corner, and we turned this corner right before us, and the, the view was breathtaking as we entered in, and we saw from the mountaintop this gorgeous view, and I thought to myself, you know, the long, dark hike was worth it to see what we just experienced and viewed. Number three, when you are in a valley, remember that valleys are temporary and that the rewards are eternal. It's worth it, my friend. This is not the end of your story. You're going to be rewarded for being faithful to Christ in the valley, the valley of maybe a failure of loss, of fear. You'd be faithful in conflict, faithful in the valley of grief, faithful in the valley of brokenness, the valley of trouble. Those are the valleys that we will go through, but we are to be faithful. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, he says says this, listen, for our present troubles are quite small relative to eternity. Our present troubles are quite small. They won't last very long, yet they are producing in us an eternal glory that will last forever and is greater than anything we can imagine. I believe when we get to heaven, we won't be in heaven one, one minute. And you were going to think, what, what was I complaining about? What was I worried about? Why, why did I gripe so much? Why was I thinking those thoughts? It was worth it all. The eternal rewards are worth it, being faithful to God even among the valley. Believers, we are going to face valleys. There's going to be accidents, disappointments, financial problems, family issues, maybe mental illness, physical illness. We'll all go through valleys, but here's the difference between a believer and a non-believer the one that that knows that God is with them in the valley, the one that has hope because God is with them. For a Christian, for a follower of Christ, going through the valley is different from a non-believer, not because of the absence of the shadow, but because of the presence of the shepherd. He promises, I will be with you. The Lord is my shepherd. And that gives me his promise and power of purpose and protection, peace, and his presence. Heavenly Father, we are humbled by your greatness and your goodness and your love for us. You truly are the good shepherd. You said you would take care of all our needs, those So that we would lack nothing. And Father, you have done that and you will do that. You said you would be there with us in the valley when we need you the most. And Father, there is someone right now that is going through a valley and they need to know that you're there. May they claim this promise as they believe in you. May they know that you're there. To walk with them. And then, Father, we go forward believing that we will never be alone in whatever valley that we will experience in this life. And as we face this week or next year, we have a strong confidence, a faith that it's going to be okay as you walk with us through our valley of the shadow of death. In the blessed name of Jesus Christ, amen.
2: Of trials and temptations. That's when faith is really put to the test. Ta-